What does the season of Lent require of Benedictine monks? This might seem a question worth pondering on the second Sunday of Lent, when all of us have, uh, in one way or another, uh, begun our observance of Lent. Uh, we perhaps are struggling with the inevitable challenges that come with taking on a discipline of some kind. Uh, perhaps we find ourselves uh, uh, very uh, moved by the prospect of gazing upon our Lord's face in glory. Uh, the Gospel of the Transfiguration today uh, beckons us with the promise of contemplating uh, our Lord in his resurrected state, uh, our Lord as he is now at the right hand of the Father, and as we know that we ourselves will be one day. So what, what then does Lent require of Benedictine monks? We are supposed to be the experts in, in Lent. Uh, we live a, a life that is, in fact, a, a perpetual Lent, as St. Benedict says. Is it more prayers? Is it a simpler diet? Is it stricter silence? The answer will probably surprise you. Now, those of you, uh, oblates and monks, who have studied the rule may recall that St. Benedict devotes an entire chapter to the observance of Lent. There, instead of mandating the same penitential practices for everyone, he gives each monk the freedom to select those suited to him, provided that he seek the abbot's blessing. Now, choosing my own discipline shaped uh, my experience of Lent from an early age, and perhaps it did for you as well. Uh, I began giving up desserts as a boy in imitation of my father. Later on, as a young man, I decided to give up caffeine, and then later on, alcohol. And next, I tried committing myself to uh, attending morning prayer at a local parish. And each year, I sought to add something more. Now, these disciplines, I found, perhaps you find this as well, uh, sometimes fall by the wayside by the time Easter comes. Uh, even so, I found that the practice of these, these disciplines was, was fruitful and that my attraction to Lenten penance was consistent and perhaps somewhat unusual. It was one of the signs that ultimately pointed me towards a vocation to monastic life. And so when I finally arrived here in the monastery, I decided that Lent would offer me the opportunity to do more of the same. More prayers, a simpler diet, stricter silence, less of everything bad, more of everything good, and better than everyone else, including the old me. I thought this was required of anyone who desired to become a monk, and perhaps required of anyone who takes seriously the rule of St. Benedict and its spiritual teachings. But I was wrong, and it's a very good thing that I was wrong. If less, more, and better had truly been a requirement for this course, this spiritual course, I would have long since flunked out. Uh, as we saw, St. Benedict does exhort us to take on individual penances, but he does not seem to require them of us. That's worth pondering.
he lays a broad foundation throughout his rule of liturgy, work, and Lectio Divina that serves the common good of the whole monastic community and adapted to the uh, state of a, of a, of a layman, laywoman in the world, uh, this provides a similar foundation. It is here, I think, in this broad foundation that we find the surprising answer to the question that I posed at the outset. Because what Lent actually would require if we monks followed uh, this aspect of the rule is that we would work less, we would read more, and we would sleep a lot. That doesn't sound like much of a Lenten uh, penance, uh, at least as we typically understand that. Um, where is the, the, the purifying discipline in that, that that will befit us for the vision of our Lord in glory? Well, now bear in mind that St. Benedict uh, was working out of a context that uh, was shaped by an agricultural economy, and uh, the rhythms of the year were shaped by the, the cycles of, of planting and harvest, and the daylight hours uh, were limited um, each day and had to be used in a way that was going to be most beneficial given that time of the year. So at a time when there is neither planting nor harvesting to be done, he would have us spend many of the daylight hours in Lectio Divina. During the long nights of winter and early spring, he would have his monks sleep up to nine or ten hours each night. And with less work and more sleep, uh, we don't need to eat as much or as often, and so he would have us delay our meals until later in the day. So Lent under the rule is really an extended period of retreat, not of more activity, of, of taking on additional disciplines on top of those that are prescribed uh, for monks or, or those that, uh, that lay people can observe in their lives, but actually of less, of less activity, um, of a greater openness and a greater availability to the Lord, uh, greater uh, stillness and uh, perhaps an acknowledgement of our weakness because uh, when it's dark outside all the time, and when we perhaps are not getting the caloric intake that we usually have, we're tired, and so we need to sleep more. So it's, it's worth pondering uh, why it is that for those whose lives are called to be a perpetual Lent, uh, St. Benedict prescribes uh, a very different vision uh, of, uh, of, of Lenten observance than we might expect. And it's one that I think adapted to our individual circumstances, uh, each of us can learn much from.